0: get up, get
1: out of here and go covering the crew all season long on wtmj it's brewers extra innings now live from american family field here's your host dominic Catronio.
2: oh how sweep is it brewers get the victory they've won three in a row they've taken first place from the pirates and they do it in come from behind fashion I'm Dominic Catronio. Happy Father's Day. 38,000-plus here on hand today. It was a rocking crowd, and, man, that was the loudest I've really heard this ballpark since opening week this season. That was a lot of fun here at American Family Field. I'm joined by Jeff Cirillo once again. Jeff, let me just blow your mind with the stat real quick. We've talked about it before, but for the folks who weren't familiar, until today, the Brewers had not come back from a two-run deficit at all. That's including games they end up winning or games that they lose. They hadn't come back from a two-run deficit at all since May 14th, almost a month or over a month plus of games, 30-plus games. They finally get that monkey off of their back. They win 5-2 thanks to a four-run eighth inning. Sometimes you just got to do it to remind yourself you know how to do it.
3: Well, and they did it against a couple of really good pitchers too, right? You did the setup guy for the Pirates, and then they brought in their closer to try and – Mend the fence there, but uh, I mean, it was a good, good victory for him. A good, good series in front of a great crowd on Father's Day. I mean, it was a, it was a great day, and the Brewers always do a fantastic Father's Day.
2: I, I, I struggle with my assessment of this game because honestly, you could argue that you, you look at that weird second and third inning for Freddie. But then he ended up locking things down and then retiring the final 12 batters that he faced after the homer from Brian Reynolds. And uh, you never want to say you should or you're supposed to win, but at the same time, it felt like the Brewers were winning this game despite being down 2 nothing. because for the first eight at-bats of the runner in scoring position, they were 0-8. for 8. Did you have that same feeling watching along?
3: I did. I I looked like the at bats were really solid, just one to nine today. And just you know, sometimes it's really hard. You know, those pitchers dial it up. You know, there's two scouting reports, right? There's a how is he going to attack you with runners with runners on, no one on, and then there's another another level that they go to with runners in scoring position. And um, you know, tip your hat right now. I mean, but the Brewers, you know, the the more people you put in scoring position, eventually, you know, the worm will turn. And you know, that eighth inning was a special inning for him.
2: It was a four-run frame. Two hits only in the frame, but three walks, some very timely hitting guys trying to do their job. I mean, I just kind of want to start things off there in that A. So, Angel Perdomo started the inning for the Pirates, former Brewer, making, uh, you know, he was facing Jesse Winker. And Jesse Winker grounded out on the first pitch he saw today. Then it looked like a, a switch flipped for him. He started to get a bit more patient. Drew a walk into third. Had the clutch RBI single in the fifth to get the Brewers on the board. Then in that at bat, left on left, it was a two-two count. He drew another. He took another really close pitch, and then eventually won the battle with the walk. I think that really is the at bat. I mean, I'll get to this later with our difference making moment. But that's the at bat that I circle. That's all right. The, you, you get a lead off walk in this situation. The Brewers have to cash in, especially the guy Jesse Winker, who we were talking about yesterday. Maybe, maybe should not be in the two hole. Today, he got on base three times, did his job, getting the walk, starting that rally that ultimately became the game winner in the eighth.
3: Yeah, and he didn't look uncomfortable against the lefty, right? Verdugo's got a you know a long three quarter delivery, right? I mean, it's just a three quarter, so the arm angle's way out there. You know, there was no bite. There was sometimes when you get that lefty with that arm angle, it makes you a little uncomfortable in the box. He looked comfortable in the box as the game went along as at bats kind of seeing, tracking more pitches through. It looked like he wasn't out in front. And, um, you know, like I said, the 3 2 pitch was a breaking ball. Like a non, I mean, you always love that too when you're in those at bats, um, when you get that non competitive 3 2 pitch. So it's an easy walk. And like you said, it kind of got the, the wheel started.
2: Looking at the next at bat, Willie Adamas, a nine pitch walk. For a guy that has been slumping since he returned from the injured list. We've talked about maybe an opposite field hit gets you going. Maybe a great plate appearance like that. Nine pitches seen against Dowie Morita, who's got a nasty slider. That kept the rally going. And another reason for the Brewers was, okay, we've got to cash in here and finally get this monkey off our back.
3: Yeah, I mean, he didn't look like a guy in that at bat that's hitting 200 on the season. And that's tough, right? Because hitters know, right? They They kind of become um indicative of of kind of what they see on the board right if you're hitting 200 you know you're right on the on the teeter going on the interstate uh and the 2-2 pitch he took was you know it was a big league pitch right it was a big league pitch big league take and a big league call by the umpire to not call it so for me that 2-2 pitch taking that slider off the plate by maybe an inch uh was a great at bat
2: Rowdy would fly out, he was trying to pull the ball, trying to attack with nobody out, and that was the right approach. He just missed one. then Contreras ambushing to tie the game. What a gutsy send by uh, Jason Lane of Andrew Monasterio, who was running for Winker. I mean an accurate throw, and it was going to be a close play, but that that's why you got scouts right jeff
3: i i was uh, I was shocked I mean it's just one of those things right you just you, you've had so many opportunities maybe with a guy in third less than two outs. And you might think, you know, it gets in your head. It's like, well, you know what? Uh, we're kind of moving down down the order here. Let's let's take a chance and, and push on this play. He got a great jump on the ball. Montessori did at second base. I was a little surprised by the send uh, watching the play live. But, you know, it worked out for the Brewers because, I mean, that for me is the play, you know, Lane having the guts to call, send him, you know, just, just a, an epiphany, obviously, to, to send him in that situation because if he's thrown out, then it's first and second and, and two outs, and, and now you're down to your last bullet.
2: I mean, guts of a burglar. And then Owen Miller. I don't, it's an inauspicious walk in the long run. He ended up scoring the fifth run of the game, though. But Miller's not a guy who draws walks, okay? He's got 15 extra pace hits. That walk he drew was just his 10th walk of the season. He's a guy that puts bats a ball and to stay patient after seeing the guy ahead of him tie the game with an ambush single. Thought that was a big league at bat. And then Rymel Tapia not fooled at all in the first pitch against Bednar. Got a fastball, drove it. Heck of a play by G1 Bay. Bruce take the lead on the sack fly. And man, did Luis Urias need that single on a 3-2 pitch. I was so worried when he fell behind 1-2, saying, man, this is your moment. This is your chance to just try to create some positive mojo in this stop-and-start season that he has had. And once again, Weicho decides to deliver maybe his best at-bat of the season.
3: All right, and he worked the count. You know, it's one of those ones. Like hitting is one of those, it's a contagious thing. Either way, right? We've talked about this ladder, right? And these one guy go up there, and they're having a non-competitive bat. It, it kind of has a as a way of seeping into the rest of the guys. And then mm-hmm. that lineup. I mean, if you you might look back at this one inning as one of those innings. You know, if the Brewers are able to capture the title in the in the Central you look back at that 8th inning and just the way they manufactured those at bats and just worked the pitchers and you know to win win games and win big league games it's one of those ones it's a one to nine thing and you're just making the pitchers work and 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 be tight and stingy with their chase rates
2: it was a very smart attack in that 8th inning and quite frankly the way i felt about the offense today i know i've talked about them being more aggressive and trying to see them attack more strikes at the same time they didn't take Strikes today. You know, they were attacking pitches in the zone, which is always a good sign. You're going to strike out, okay? It's major league pitching. Everyone's going to strike out. But that approach I saw in the eighth inning, I tweeted this a moment ago. I believe that that is the best inning of offense this season for the Brewers, just because, yeah, home runs are cool. Home runs are always great. But the fact that they could score four runs without a homer, with their script, right, they're cool with drawing walks. They're cool with moving the guy over. They're cool with doing the little things. And seeing an inning like that to finally get a come-from-behind win. It was only their third win when trailing after seven innings this year. I'm just really fired up about it, as you can tell, Jeff.
3: Yeah, I mean, being a Brewers fan and watching a ton of baseball games that I do, you know, you look in the Brewers are down to 2 nothing, and you might have had a different feeling there at the stadium. But but for me, it was like, oh, my goodness, 2 nothing. you know, kind of a lackluster performance, you know, good pitching in the game. Um, but for me, the, the light got switched right there. And it wasn't like there was a lot of hits in the situation. It was just quality of bats, you know. So hopefully they can take that into the the, the D-back series because they're going to need some offense. It's a good offensive team coming to town.
2: And a really good pitching team, Loki. You're going to see both of their aces. We'll talk about them. A little bit later on in the program, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Get to a few of these texts and a few tweets in a moment. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with the local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking. That's value that's only Fifth Third can deliver fifth third bank national association member fdic happy father's day more to come on wtmj
1: you're listening to brewers extra innings presented by fifth third bank on wtmj Brewers get the victory
2: 5-2. They sweep the Pirates. They're 37-34. and 34. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. We're with you till the top of the hour. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. Jeff, Freddy Peralta was a curious case today. Uh, he had the tough second and third innings. 57 pitches in those two innings. He only needed forty six pitches in the other four frames. This was a and he retired the last twelve batters he faced. How do you assess Freddie's performance today?
3: I look like he was just a little bit too amped up out there. Like some of his misses were were really non competitive pitches. But I mean, when you have stuff right, and and, and Freddie has stuff, you are able to kind of navigate lineups and and and, and avoid big innings, and that's what he did. He was able to somehow flip the switch and 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 turn it on. And, And like you said, his last three innings pitch were fantastic right the first the, the second and the third inning were, were labor innings and, and and non-competitive at times but you know i think he really locked it in and, and gave the, the brewers a great performance
2: he still struck out nine today despite walking three and a three-two pitch eighth pitch of the at-bat to brian reynolds somebody tweeted me saying oh you you can't expect to fool brian reynolds like well that, that was his his first hit of the day and his only hit of the day uh in fact he Just had the double yesterday. He was quiet in that one and he was quiet in the series opener as well. So they really kept him in check for the most part, aside from that home run that he hit in the third. And and he's an all star. He's a great player. And great players make great plays and you tip your cap.
3: I mean, you know, I mean, he's in the middle of the order for a reason for the, the, the Pirates. And, you know, I mean, three to pitch and he hit the home run. I mean, that's what he's paid to do.
2: He's someone that the Brewers have obviously had issues with, but then, to Freddie's credit, he struck him out the other two times he faced him. So, credit to Freddie there. For Peralta, I, I don't know if it was a a mentality thing, because the stuff looked the same. I mean, you, you said it about being a little too amped or everything like that, but the attitude he had... With the fastball, after that home run, it seemed to take a whole new life. Of the final four strikeouts he had, three of them were on fastballs. Two of them were even looking as well. When His nickname is Fastball Freddy for a reason. And when he's dominating like he is with that pitch, he delivers another quality start today. Everything else gets played up and everything else looks even more difficult to hit.
3: Well, it's just nice getting like Miley back in the rotation. Then you, you know, follow him up with Peralta. Then you follow him up with Burns. And now you're kind of looking at the pieces that made the Brewers so successful in April, right? I mean, just could just, when you walk through that door and you see the, the, the name, and it's not that anything against Hauser or, or even Colin Ray. I mean, it's just one of those ones when you just start putting quality start on quality start. It makes it a lot easier to play baseball.
2: You know who else? played very, very well today, given the Brewers are trailing for the majority of this game. The bullpen, they were awesome. Hobie Milner, a scoreless 7th thanks to a double play. Uh, then he had Trevor McGill once again, a one, two, three frame, no strikeouts this time. And then Devin Williams slams the door in the ninth inning, three shutout frames, and only using one true leverage reliever in Devin Williams. And for him, things are like back to normal in a way for Devin. He looked as dominant as ever. The bullpen, very quietly, was maybe the best position group of the day for the Brewers.
3: Well, it's interesting. McGill now is starting to get the confidence of the coaching staff and Craig Council at getting in those late leverage and things like stuff-wise. You know, he put them in there with anybody, right? You just have to look at the performance, you know, in years past. But like I said yesterday, you know, you, you, the Brewers have a way of turning pitchers around that have really good stuff. And, and McGill is um, rewarding them for that.
2: A text here from Aaron in Illinois. So many things to like about this win. A late-inning comeback. Freddie got right. Yelly heating up. Winker had a good day. Devin was flawless, and the bullpen only needed 27 pitches for three innings. The Cruz record when scoring four or more, it's improved now. It's gotten even better. It's 33-6. and six. This season, and it was only the Brewers' 11th come from behind win this season, helped in part thanks to their bullpen today. Uh, Christian Yelich, I mean, very quietly, two doubles, a walk, a run scored. He had himself a day at the plate. And when Yelly's performing like this, his batting average is over 270 now, his on base is hovering right around 370. He's playing like an all star leadoff hitter, right? I understand folks are mad about the contract and things like that, but the dude's playing, man. The dude's playing ball. And he's really, really been a huge piece for the Brewers. He's kind of been the constant for the offense for the last month and a half
3: or so. Well, I mean, we, we talked about it the other day, right? You become like a little bit um, locked in on those numbers that you see on the board, right? And everyone wants to hit him three 330 again and, and 40 home runs and MVP type stuff. But I mean, I think the shift coming in, you said he had a great spring training. And, and now you're getting him. And I just saw he just his OPS just popped over 800. So, I mean, he looks really comfortable. He's in a good little rhythm at the plate and confident at the plate. So, I mean, Yelich starts the, starts the starts at the top, right? He's the leader. I mean, he makes the most money on the team, so people are going to be looking for him to be be great, right? And so if he's doing great, then it just helps the rest of the guys, especially all the young guys.
2: No doubt, and he's an example to look at moving forward. Another text here from uh, Brendan in West Bend. What do the Brewers do with Julio Tehran when Woodruff and Lauer return? Julio Tehran ain't going anywhere, man. I mean, if he keeps pitching like this, he's not going anywhere. What I imagine would happen is they would option Colin Ray, uh, depending on when Woodruff. I mean Woodruff's still a month away. You know, All Star Break time is the estimation. They they have not committed to before or after the All Star Break, but somewhere around the All Star Break, which is just under a month away. And then furthermore, for Lauer, he was optioned, so Lauer is staying down in Triple A for the time being to get him right. And Adrian Hauser. He's going to be in the bullpen for the time being based on performance. They're sticking with Colin Ray, and they're sticking with Julio Tehran right now. And we will see Julio Tehran this week uh, making his second start of this homestand going up against the Diamondbacks on Wednesday. If you're getting piling on these six-inning starts, everyone's stretched out now and good to go. It makes things easier on the bullpen. makes things easier for everybody. And I think these are the right calls. I think these are the ways that the Brewers can can continue to lighten the load on their bullpen. Hauser being down there can be successful and I love what I've seen
3: from Julio Teron. You can only put your roster of 25 26 guys and so whoever's suited up for that day, you can't really worry about you hope Woodruff comes back and you hope Woodruff comes back to the form that, that he's he's presented in the past. But at this point in time, you know, as the manager, you you can't think like, well, what if or we hope, you know, when we get Woodruff back you just go with what you got, and you and you go with the hot hand. And, and Tehran is is deserves to be in the starting location for sure. He's
2: he's gonna have an ace off on Wednesday against Zach Gallon. We're gonna talk about the Diamondbacks in just a moment. I want to thank Hupie and Abraham for every double play the Milwaukee Brewers turn this season. Hupy and Abraham will donate a hundred dollars to feeding America, Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham. Winner it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, Hupie and Abraham. H-U-P-Y dot com. More to come on WTMJ after
1: this. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ.
2: It's a sweet 5-2, the victory over the Pirates today. The Diamondbacks will come to town next. I'm Dominic Catronio along with Jeff Cirillo. Thanks for joining us on this Father's Day. Uh, Jeff, before we get into the Diamondbacks, I was wondering if you had a difference-making moment today. and. Of course, a four-run eighth inning for the Brewers is certainly an easy pick, but what do you got for your Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment?
3: I'm going to go to specific with the 2-2 take from Christian Adamas today with a slider that just missed the corner right on the black, one ball off uh, to get that line moving and and to set up the first and second situation on a nine-pitch at bat that I think really um, energized the, the dugout and the next guy that was coming up.
2: Yeah, Willie got the job done. That was a huge moment indeed. I'm also going to stay in that eighth inning. You know what? I'm going to throw a curveball actually here. I'm going to go back to the seventh inning because I had this highlighted too. That the first two batters, two of the first three reached against Hobie Milner. First and second, one out. And Jason DeLay, the catcher, grounds into an inning-ending double play 6-4-3. You worry if you get beyond DeLay. Granted, it would have been left on left with Bay, but he's a contact hitter. I think that the fact that the seventh inning ended right there was an underrated fact of this game. that The Brewers did not allow another runner on after that as well from their bullpen between McGill and Williams. Uh, Hoping Milner getting out of that jam I thought was more important than maybe you realize in the end, of the, in the end uh, of the day.
3: Yeah, I can't argue with that one. That's a good one too.
2: Now, let's get ready for these Diamondbacks. And they are in first place. They are a very good team. The Brewers lost the series earlier in the year at Arizona uh, on their first real road trip of the season. Right now, Cleveland, though, is beating up on the Diamondbacks 5-1 to one in the top of the fourth inning. The Diamondbacks are in first place in the West. The Dodgers are losing today right now as well. So, looks like they will still at least be four games up coming out here. My question to you, with... Arizona being team full of a mix of young and old, kind of like these Pirates, right? Guys like Corbin Carroll have been impressive. Jake McCarthy has been impressive. Uh, then they've got some older guys like Evan Longoria and Christian Walker. And then Zach Gallon is currently leading the NL Cy Young race, if you ask me. Is there anything that jumps out to you in particular about these Arizona Diamondbacks and how dangerous they've been
3: this year? Of speed, athleticism. I mean, they're young. Uh, they believe it, you know, and they're getting off to a great start. They got two great starters in Kelly and Gallen. They got a superstar player in Corbin Carroll. They got a superstar shortstop in Perdomo. So, I mean, they have a lot of young pieces, and uh, I don't think that what the Diamondbacks are doing is a fluke.
2: Right now, the the Diamondbacks at forty three and twenty eight, second best record in the National League. They would uh, be the let's see here the fourth best record in all of baseball right now too so they're legit they're real they're hungry they've got a winning percentage over 600 and I know and I know you're close with Corbin Carroll can you can you give us a little bit of the backstory there of, of you and Corbin Carroll's relationship
3: uh, I, I've coached him since he was 13 years old uh, I was out actually there for his for his opening day when I mean you know, look, Dom, I mean, when I got called up, there was just like it was a it was a transactional thing in a, in a newspaper for him when they, when he got called up, it was Corbin Carroll Day in in Arizona. And so a uh, special player and obviously they signed him to a long eight year contract and, and they're getting rewarded for, for doing that.
2: He is one of the fastest players in baseball. He's got an OPS hovering right around 1,000, and he weighs about 170 pounds soaking wet. He is a freak athlete, and he's got going to have uh, the Brewers' hands full coming up this week. And they're going to see both Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen, the two aces of that staff. I, I don't want to temper expectations, but I just kind of want to set the stage like, this is going to be a hard series. The Diamondbacks are not the Diamondbacks that you remember from the last few years. They're a legitimate contender right now, and you're going to face their best. They're coming in healthy. They're coming in playing well. So I think it sets a stage, in my opinion, for an opportunity for the Brewers to really start playing some incredible baseball and generate some more mojo off of this sweep today.
3: It's going to be a test for sure. I mean, because you think about back when they they played the the Diamondbacks in Arizona, that arguably, that was the best time when the Brewers were playing. I mean, they had a great series in San Diego and they played three competitive games against Diamondback, and then they swept the Mariners in Seattle. So I look for a great series, but it's good that the Brewers got off the six game lose streak and they're riding a three game winning streak. I mean, baseball is one of those swings that's so many games, 162 games, and you ride those waves, right? You have to have, you shorten the, the, the losing streaks and you try and extend those winning streaks. So hopefully they can keep it going.
2: With summer here, it'll be Merrill Kelly and Corbin Burns tomorrow night at 7:10. We'll have Brewers Extra Innings for you then as well. Ryan Nelson against Colin Ray on Tuesday, uh, also a 7:10 first pitch. And then on Wednesday finale, Zach Allen, Julio Tehran to finish up the series with the Diamondbacks. And that'll finish our time with Jeff Cirillo for today. Jeff, we'll chat with you more uh, down the road. Uh, enjoy your Father's Day, my friend. I hope you guys had a great day. Thanks for working on your holiday.
3: I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there.
2: All right. Jeff cerrillo here on the program today. Brewers win 5-2. to two. We'll talk about who's hot. We'll hear from Craig Council in just a little bit. More of your texts as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Stay with us. WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings.
2: The Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. They're different, not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need for elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Contact Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference at AnnexWealth.com. The Brewers... Get the sweep over the Pirates today, and Arizona coming to town shortly. Let's talk about who's hot. It's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Air Conditioning. Right now, the Brewers, looking at this box score, going up and down the list here. Uh, William Contreras had multiple hits, including his third career triple today. Yelich had a pair of doubles. I got to go with Yelich. What a stretch that he is in right now. Very quietly, I might add as well. And Jeff said it great there a moment ago. Yeah, he's not hitting 40 homers a year. Yeah, he's not hitting 330. Players change, players evolve. He had a major injury. Do not lose sight of the fact that he had a major injury. But Yelly has quietly been really, really heating up since the start of May. When you take out the first month of the season, which you can't on the season stats. I get that. But since May 1st, here we are a month and a half later. Christian Jelich in that time frame is hitting 304, a 401 on base, and a 500 slugging. That's a 901 OPS. Now, a 345 player is MVP caliber, okay? A 345 means a 300 average, a 400 on base, and a 500 slugging. And to have that out of your leadoff hitter, a 300 average, a 400 on base, and a 500 slugging. I know it's not for the full season, but for his last 41 games, 172 plate appearances, that's a big sample size. You cannot ignore that. Christian Yelich is playing well. I ref- I'm i not going to use the word back, because we're not going to see the 2019 version of Christian Yelich. You know that, and he knows that. But if we see this, this a la Miami Marlins Christian Yelich, less ground balls Christian Yelich, again... Since May 1st, 41 games, 304 batting average, 401 on base, 500 on the dot slugging. That's a 901 OPS. 11 doubles, 6 homers. He's also drawn a total of 22 walks in that time, only struck out 32 times. That's a great rate as well. That's less... Then a 20% strikeout, right? League average is right around 22, 23%. That's great stuff from him, too. He's also got 11 stolen bases in that time. Christian Yelich continues to help the Brewers win, play well, and at the top of the order, he sets the stage and he's in there against lefties, against righties. He has been a very, very fun player to watch this year. Just appreciate it while it's happening to see him. He's also increased his batting average by a total of, uh, Almost 50 points since May 1st because of this good stretch of hitting that he has been in as of late. Who's Hot is brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. WTMJ.
1: Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ.
2: Freddy Peralta gets a no decision today. He exited when he was still trailing in the game. I I still think a pitcher record is kind of dumb to keep track of, but I get why it matters. I mean, he pitched great today. He pitched really, really well. Earned a quality start, six strong innings, just two hits allowed, two runs. That was the home run by Brian Reynolds. He also struck out nine batters today. Uh, A very, very good start. He rebounded after throwing 57 pitches in innings number two and three. Otherwise, he only needed 46 in his season-high. 103 pitches today from Freddie. Uh, A very important start for him. He is really looking good. They'll need him again on the road trip. Let's hear from the manager, Craig Council, about Freddie and for uh, the rest of the game.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I was really proud of Freddie today. Um, I obviously struggled through the inning. I mean, just threw a lot of pitches through that that inning, then he they gave the homer in, and then you know, he then he just put up then he put up zeros, and that's um, you know, it's it's two nothing. It's early in the game. We got a lot of you know, a lot of outs still, and um, he put up a bunch of shutout innings, and um, bullpen. You know, the guys that pitched next to did as well, and. Uh, you know, we had some shots or, you know, some men on third situations we didn't cash in on early, but uh, eventually put a big inning together. How did, how was Fred able to get back on track like that so quickly? Um, I mean, I, there's no, there's no magic, magic pill or anything like that. He just, um, he just started, he just got in the strike zone I and mean, that's the big thing. There was, you know, the first, it was just a little bit, the misses just, you know, the misses were big early. So there was, so it was kind of giving the hitters some free pitches, right? They let him back in the count on some some just misses that were too big. And then I just thought he got, everything just got tighter in the strike zone. Um, So that's when you're going to get maybe the swings a little out of the strike zone. Um, And credit to him for doing that. Call the non-competitive misses, right? Yeah. How good is it to see um, Willie and Jesse and Weicho each deliver and kind of, you know, Willie had the nine-pitch walk there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to kind of get back on track. Yeah, well I mean, that's what you need to score runs, right? Um, you know, those guys, kind of those three guys have been struggling for sure. Um, and they each definitely contributed. Willie had a great at-bat there. Wink had the, uh, the hit to score the first run, and then a nice nice walk against Perdomo to lead off the eighth. And then wechel gave Devin some breathing room. Oh, up Tapia?
1: Yeah. He, he had a good at-bat his first at-bat follow-up. A bunch of yeah. Yeah. Struck out and ground out. Yeah.
4: A- I mean, I, I love his approach in that last at bat, just being aggressive, right? Um, you know, you get rewarded by contact there. Um, and uh, he was aggressive, got a good pitch to hit, and, and, and did something with it.
3: Is that kind of what you've seen from him so far? Like a guy who sort of has a plan, sort of knows what he wants to do?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think. You know you come to a new team and you want to make a contribution that's that's the big thing and so um yeah, i feel i feel good and happy for them and you know you contribute to a win that's that's important for new players if I can go back to, to Willie and Winker and, and Wecho, those three. Are you seeing better signs from them at the plate? I know Jesse's only been up a few days, but you know Willie and uh, Wecho in particular have been kind of struggling. With yeah, them. I mean, there's they're you know they're, they're going through it a little bit. We got a couple guys going through it, and that's that's the part of the season. Fortunately, we got a couple. You know, Yelly's been swinging it really, really well. Um, William was William's been swinging it really well. Um, Joey had some big hits in the series, so um, that's. You know, how a, how a season's going to work generally, but when they, when you get contributions from those guys that have been struggling, that's, that's when you're usually going to score some runs. Sweeping a division opponent is always big, obviously, but how big was it to bounce back, you know, from the stretch you guys just had? Come home. Yeah, I mean it's a baseball season, right? And and we're going to have stretches that we don't like. And um, the important thing is that you show up the next day and you erase that and and go out and play a good game. So we, we played a good series. Uh, we did a lot of good things this series. Pitched very very well this series. A um, lot lot of guys pitched well this series. Um, and it's it's the it's the roller coaster of a year. But in, in the division, you know, the games matter. Uh, the way the way the divisions. Just situated through half the, you know, nearly half the season right now. Um, the way you, you play teams less now, the tiebreaker, all that stuff. So the games matter.
2: Games certainly matter, and divisional sweeps carry a little more weight with them. And the Brewers outplayed the Pirates in all three games. And today, it took until the eighth inning to show up, but they got the job done. Let's get some highlights. That's coming up next on
1: WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this... Here! Goal! Time for Delight Highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Things started spinning quickly on Freddy
2: Peralta today. He was going up against Luis Ortiz for the Pirates, looking for a sweep. Loaded the bases, though, in the second inning. A couple of walks and a double in there, facing the nine-hitter, Jason DeLay. DeLay is waiting, and the pitch.
0: Hey, struck him out looking... And the inning is over on a fastball that caught the outside corner. He strikes him out.
2: Wow. A big K there to leave the bases loaded. However, he would allow a two-run homer to Brian Reynolds in the third inning. So the Pirates would be out in front of this one for the majority of the game. We fast forward, bottom of the fifth inning. Still 2-0 Pittsburgh. Top of the order, Christian Yelich, a one-out double off the wall and left. Jesse Winker in his second
0: game back from the injured list. Here he comes again, line to left. There it is, a base hit. Javich coming on, the throw is going to be late with a belly flop slide. The Brewers are on the board.
2: On the board, it was their first hit with a runner in scoring position on the day, one for nine at that point. More on that in a moment. The Brewers really got a great start from Freddie Peralta. Six strong innings just in the home run allowed to Brian Reynolds. He threw 103 pitches, a season high for him. He also struck out nine batters. Hobie Milner had the seventh. He allowed two men to reach on singles. And once again, Jason DeLay in the middle of things.
0: The pitch is a ground ball hit to short. That should be two, six, four, three. Double play, inning over. Right off the end of the bat for DeLay and Taylor made Adamas, Miller, and Telez.
2: Things got moving in the eighth inning. The Brewers got a leadoff walk from Jesse Winker. He reached base three times today. The DH was lifted for a pinch runner in Andrew Monasterio. Willie Adamas, a nine-pitch walk to put runners on first and second. Rowdy would fly out for the first out of the inning. Then William Contreras ready to go on the
0: first pitch. And the pitch. Line to right. It's a base hit.
2: All knotted up. That would also be uh then a, a walk to Owen Miller would reload the bases for the crew now. That would be the end for Moreda. In comes the closer, David Bednar in a tie game two to two. The newest brewer, Ryamel Tapia making his presence known.
0: And the pitch. Get in the air to Roster.
2: It was a sack fly nonetheless. The Brewers would take the lead 3-2, and then just for good measure, let's get some insurance from Weicho.
0: And here it is. Bouncer hit to left field.
2: To The score and the final The Brewers sweep the Pirates They were in first place all alone At 37 and 34 We'll wrap up the program after this
0: I'm on top of the world.
1: Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings Last
2: couple minutes of the show Here's what's ahead for the Brew crew Man, sweeps make everything feel better That's the best Father's Day gift you can get, right? Now all the dads just want to sit back and watch the U.S. Open, okay? Just let us sit on the couch, and we'll be fine. Uh, The Brewers, here's what they've got coming up. Diamondbacks, as we've mentioned, plenty. Uh, Two night games, 7-10 first pitches tomorrow night and Tuesday night, and then on Wednesday, a 1-10 first pitch. Off day on Thursday, then they begin a three-city road trip. It's been a minute since they've had a three-city trip. Haven't had one since April. So the Brewers will be hitting Cleveland, New York, Queens that is, and Pittsburgh before they come back home for the 4th of July holiday. A six-game, or excuse me, a seven-game homestand to close out the first half. I can't believe we're already almost done with the first half. I, I, It's bonkers to me how fast this season has been flying by. Uh, Cleveland, it'll be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday at 6.10 uh, Central Time, Saturday 3.10 Central Time, and then Sunday at, Twelve forty central time then on to queens all night games for all four midweek games there and then finally uh over next weekend in pittsburgh uh, i should say the following weekend in pittsburgh no off days on that road trip by the way 705 or excuse me 605 305 and 1235 out there uh no off day on the way back facing the cubs for the fourth of july A fun one today, and uh, again, go give your dad a big hug. Think about those who may have lost their fathers or have different relationships with their fathers than you. Uh, I'm very lucky to have mine, my dad Vince. Love you, Dad, and uh, you guys heard it last Sunday when the A's were in town. So go enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. My thanks to Evan Vitalis and our producer, and my thanks to Jeff Cirillo. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win. Keep on swinging.